Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. So with women's health and the body, we have many of different uh, metabolic syndrome issues and things that come up are actually related to metabolic and a possibility for for women. One syndrome that a lot of women that um, have had in addition to endometriosis, this one is called PCOS or polycystic ovary syndrome. It's not a disease, it's genetic, but it also is metabolic. So it depends upon what the underlying cause is. Again, with a lot of things, things are about what's the underlying issue. You don't just have the name of something, you have to understand what is the reason. So I can tell you PCOS and someone will say, oh, I just have a lot of ovary um, I have an increased amount of ovaries, cysts on my ovaries, and, and that's what I have, and, and that's it. No, there's actually four different types of uh, PCOS, and initially the symptoms that come with it are um, cysts on the ovaries, painful periods, acne, hair loss, infertility, obesity is always usually related, and I'll explain to you about that. It's only about 50 to 60%, but half of the population, a lot have this PCOS for women. Um, prolonged periods, chronic pelvic pain, chronic um, uh, intercourse pain, hypoglycemia, hyperglycemia, diabetes, hypothyroidism. Why are these related and why are these symptoms? Well, until you understand the type of PCOS you have, you won't know how to treat it. So first off, there's four different types of PCOS. So the first type is insulin resistance PCOS and a majority. I would say this is related to the obesity and the diabetes. Now, obesity and diabetes are just names of disorders, but they're not the whole diagnosis, right? Your full diagnosis. They're just part of the equation. So think of it like insulin resistance has to do with there's an overproduction of insulin and your body's unable to get rid of it. And it has an uptake of that glucose, which is not able to get rid of and it then stores it. In turn, this metabolic syndrome has excess insulin, which then turns on different things in the body. In this case for PCOS, you get a high intake of insulin, which then will cause these cysts in the body due to the hormones are changing. And so what happens is for these individuals, they have a lot of problems with weight, a lot of abdominal weight um, in the stomach, sugar cravings, fatigue, excess hair growth, um, a lot of the acne and such. Now, treatment for this, again, it depends upon what your what your PCOS. So in this case, 
if I'm treating you for PCOS for insulin resistance, first, I'm going to check your A1C. I'm going to check your fasting glucose. And I'm going to say, why do you have this? And what can we do to get it to a normal level? Now, there are sometimes people have multiple PCOS, but we're going on type one insulin. Well, you don't say it's not type one, but the first type is insulin resistance. Now, how do we treat it? Well, it's because it's insulin resistance means that there's an excess of sugar. So I want you to modify the sugar. I want you to have regular exercise. I want you to lower high sugar foods, processed foods. I want you to reduce your stress, keep your sleep down and work on. There's some supplements that can be helpful. Different types of supplements that can be offered. Magnesium, because it's a vasodilator. Um, Inosystole, which is a um, helps with the overall production in ovary. Um, hormone health and berberine, which is good for um, blood pressure too, and a vasodilator. Now there's a second type. So the second type of PCOS is post-pill or pill PCOS. And this has to do with when you're on the contraceptive pill. So that is Yasmin, Gen, any of those with um, hormone progesterone use. Now with this, this actually can be reversed pretty quickly once the pill has been stopped. So um, it takes, well, not quickly, but about three to six months worth of time. And this can also cause um, weight gain and brain fog, but there's not an insulin resistance. Some individuals, though, will have post-pill, having the pill, in addition, they've had insulin resistance or the the um, the first one that we discussed, the insulin resistance PCOS, because their their diet is not is not good, so they have that um, those issues. So it could be a combination of these two. Usually, I see those two together. Supplements again that can be used. Now here we're talking about the pill. So here, when it when you are on the pill a long time, I had been on the pill for quite some time in my life, and um, you have a deficiency in magnesium, vitamin E, vitamin B, vitamin B twelve, all the Bs and zinc. So majority of the time, those would be where I'd want you to, your micronutrients are low. So in this situation, we want to increase it because um, hormones, when you're taking uh, oral contraceptives for long period of times, you do have um, depletion. In addition, you also have some calcium depletion too. So things that are helpful, there are some good um, herbs like ashwagandha, peony, um, berberine, you can also use again. And anything to kind of lower that androgen um, effect within the body because that has been elevated. Um, And then, of course, sleep and stress management. Now, the third kind is pretty common, too. Um, It's called adrenal PCOS or stress PCOS or the overall um, um, HPA access type. need. Now what this is, is because it's an abnormal stress response within the body. They say about 10 to 20% can get this. I think it's a little bit more. It really depends upon what's going on in someone's body. And you can really tell by this because they have really high levels of cortisol and really high levels of DHEA. So when someone comes in and says, oh, I have some weight gain, but you know, and you look and they have high testosterone, high DHEA. This is a one where um, when you go to the doctor most of the time this is when they get that diagnosis they'll say oh you have pcos because your testosterone is high your dhea is high and your adrenals are 
are overworking. Now, it's not the adrenals are just overworking. It's just that the excretion of a hormone in the adrenals has been excess. That's why you have high cortisol. What it means overall is that the endocrinologist may not always give you the right formula to help get you to the right to the right message. So the things that are helpful in this situation is because it has to do with um, the DHEA and the testosterone, you can take some herbs and supplements to help with lowering of that. Um, ones, again, um, in my, there's adrenal support um, supplements that can be used, magnesium, all the Bs, and a vitamin C for immune support. Now, again, we're talking a lot about trying to lower that cortisol level. So you need stress management techniques, stress transformation techniques that I emphasize quite often. If you hear me on this podcast and on this show, yoga, meditation, and mindfulness, um, exercise regularly, journaling, or some sort of outlet to get your thoughts available on paper so that this excess energy and things are settled and that you can get your mind, body, and spirit to get those hormones and that level and settle down. Now, in addition, of course, sleep is such a complete and utter importance in this factors. Why is this so important? Well, I'm going to say between six, seven to nine hours of sleep, the average person should get. Now, I know we're not getting that. In addition, that means quality sleep. So that doesn't mean, all right, I wake up and then I'm go to sleep and I wake up and I go to sleep, wake up. I want you to have quality amounts of sleep and um, longer periods of time. Now, in this situation, these individuals with adrenal PCOS would not benefit from many things of high-intensity workouts. They'd benefit from exercise, but not the high-intensity, high heart rate, because then what you're doing in turn is you can still kind of trigger the cortisol level. And I talk about this in um, my book and in in, uh, on another podcast about the stress response to exercise. And the reason this is, is that if you have high intensity, your body is in turn thinking that back in the day, it's in this fight or flight. So so high intensity is excellent for oxygen consumption and for muscle uh, retention and for building strength and lowering fat. But for this type of PCOS individual, if you do it too often, the adrenals are triggered even further. And I'll say the adrenals, but the entire body, brain, um, and HPA access, hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenal access, the brain and gut, they are connected. So when you are doing this, instead of resting and digesting, it's in fight or flight, and it's just not digesting anything. You are just, your your body is storing, storing because it's afraid it's never going to eat again because you are in starvation mode. But technically you're not. It's just your body's in that stress mode. You would avoid most caffeine in this situation for most adrenal individuals. Now, one cup of coffee, meaning about six to eight ounces of coffee is not negative. Um, you can actually use this with like lion's mane or ashwagandha or some herb once a day. But when you go over the two, three cups, then for these individuals and for anyone, it can be an, an excess. 
Herbs that are also very good are withania, rodillo, licorice. Um, I always say washwagana because it's an excellent herb. And supplements, again, my favorite, magnesium, bees, all the bees, and the vitamin C for inflammatory response. Now, the third one is inflammatory PCOS. I'm, I'm sorry, the fourth one is inflammatory PCOS. Now, what is inflammatory PCOS? Very similar to other um, ailment in the PCOS realm, but the symptoms like when you're testing is going to be different. So you're not going to have a DHEA or testosterone elevation. You're going to have more joint pain, headaches, fatigue, eczema, IBS. Why? Because your body is an inflammatory, meaning that it has this high inflammation within. This could be caused, so it's again about what is the what are you testing for? It could be caused by also sugar, but in addition, you want to do testing-wise CRP, which would give you an inflammatory marker. That's just one area. Then you'd want to test for sugar because you want to see if is it um, in addition. So like insulin resistance and inflammatory could would go hand in hand too. Doesn't always happen, but sometimes it does. Um you want to see what the food sensitivities in an individual are. There may be things that trigger that individual, um, stress and anxiety that um, have come up for that person. What is their lifestyle? What is going on? Their overall gut health, because the gut and the brain all are connected, you know, brain, gut and are absolutely part of your immune system. And then you're kind of looking at the overall, like I said, again, a food sensitivity, what is going on? And then in addition to that inflammatory response, what if what you're putting in your body, is there also something else underlying? There could be infection, there could be parasites, there could be toxins, there could be um, environmental things. So all of these can be triggered by that, but in this one specifically, that may be a factor. In addition to the B vitamins and the... Um, um, always magnesium on my top and a multi. Another one really effective is um, omega-3 fatty acids. And that is because the cellular level layer um, has a lipo um, phospholipid protein layer. And that layer is benefits from the omega-3 covering it so that when it's um, goes throughout the body, it's kind of like you're oiling your machine and you're oiling the joints enough so that they move smoothly and aren't dried out. The other effective one is turmeric, also magnesium. Now in this reason is because they're vasodilators. You would like to also lower your salt intake because in the cells you have a potassium and a sodium pump. And when you have too much salt, the potassium pump shuts off and then it eventually will dry out the cells, the outer layer, which then could eventually turn into blood pressure issue, which then eventually could turn into an inflammatory response. So there's many of different parts of this to the equation. There's not just one, but when you have an understanding of what the underlying causes, it becomes easier. You start to go, oh, okay, I get this. I get this. So um, for more resources and tips, I'll reach out and uh, talk with you soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. 
If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G., reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.